Hi, I'm Nina Samuels, and apparently you have nothing better to do with your time, so you are listening to the Holy Shoot podcast. Holy shoots here, our time is now, now. You can't see us, our time is now, now. It's a podcast, boy, you're listening now, now. You can't see us, our time is now, now. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we're back, and welcome to another edition of the Holy Shoot podcast, a podcast that is all about the world, I'm not the rock, of professional wrestling. I am your host, Dubrod, and joining me are Hi guys, it's Jason. Hey, it's Chen. How you doing, guys? Hot. Wait, I couldn't hot? sleep yesterday. I yeah. had like an hour's sleep. And it, the funny thing was, it was half the time it was raining yesterday, last night. So, but it was still hot. And it was thunderstorm uh, and lightning. Yeah. We are in a weird heat wave. I, I, I like it. And I... Just makes everyone feel tired. Makes this podcast feel sloppy. What else is not to love? I was at um, I was at a pub last night doing a Simpsons quiz with uh, Sam from our pod as well as a couple of other people. Oh yeah, producer Chris as well. Uh, we were doing a Simpsons quiz last night at this pub down Hackney Road, and uh, oh my god, it, I, it was the sweatiest experience in my entire life. Well, I used to be a fat boy, but we were putting back in this cramped pub, no air conditioning. It's forty degrees. Yeah, and let me this. guess, you bought a lot of drinks. I mean, wasn't that the goal of the pub? Put a bunch of men in a sweaty room, make them dehydrated. So they men hit and the... women. Okay. Get that correct, Chen. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it worked because it's just like, you don't want to drink too much beer because it just dehydrate you further. So it's kind of, yeah. Uh, but it was, it was it good was... fun. Did you guys win? No, we were like, uh, we're near the Mike Canellis end of... Uh, Winning. <laughs> I'd, I'd be up for going. Be good on two or five live, nothing else. I'd be up for giving it a go another time when it's not quite so warm then. Because, yeah, it's definitely more pub garden weather. So last night I was sat in my garden. I was drinking a Negroni cocktail because I'm a classy gent like that and just enjoying. In the evening it's lovely. In the day it's kidding us. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. That quiz was extremely hard, by the way. Like, I think I only got three or four questions right out of like 40. I'm usually good at quiz, but not that one. I'm sure I'll I'll come along and make sure we win next time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, our friend Arjun, he was really good, and uh, even he couldn't bail us out. So, yeah. What what have you guys been up to in the past week? What have I been up to? I got to see my my cousin is visiting, so I got to see his little boy who's like I've not seen him since September. So I was hanging out with a child and realizing he's got the stage where he can talk and I can have conversations with him because he's about three or three and a half, whatever it is. So that was quite fun though, on a lovely weekend. That was my main thing I've been up to apart from work. And Chen? Uh, my life's just been boring. I've just been working. <laughs> Take money aside to go to Berlin end end of August. Oh, uh, nothing, uh, nothing else. But. Hey, it'll be wor- it'll be worth all that work in the end. Berlin is absolutely awesome. I just realised something. My mic's not plugged in. <laughs> now it is. So it's been you oh, sounds a little bit clearer now. I think one thing I'm just hearting it. We're all like we've actually enjoyed a bit of non-wrestling because it was a bit mental last weekend with mm. everything we were watching with Evolve, AEW, New Japan, WWE, um, some other local events going on. There was a lot of wrestling last week, so it's almost nice to have a bit of a chilled one. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad that this mad rush of pro wrestling is over with in some respects. It means I got to watch a tiny bit of the G1 this weekend, which is uh, pretty fun. But yeah. Yeah, I got, I got to watch a couple of G1 matches today while working from home, so that was enjoyable. Oh, uh, amazing. Amazing. Anyway, coming up on today's show, we'll be going through some killer questions that I have set for these two fine gentlemen. Uh, we'll be playing a new game called Push, Repackage, or Fire. And someone will have to enter something into the ring of dishonor. So anyway, join us after this break.
has been going on in WWE recently, so we thought it would be a good idea to touch on some of the hot topics that have been affecting world wrestling entertainment. So, to spice this up, gentlemen, I am going to make this killer questions segment interesting. I want your opinion on the following four questions, and I will award a point to the best argument made. And by the way, listener, they didn't know this was happening unless they... and. That's because I just wrote the script a few minutes ago, <laughs> really, and they only discovered that a few minutes ago. So more disorganised like than Vince McMahon directing an episode of Monday Night Raw. Jason's cat has also decided to attend this uh, this show. Uh, we're all Teamwork. blessed by the we're all blessed by the presence of Myla. Anyway, the winner gets a point from me at the Summer Sam meetup that WWL is hosting. You can search Watch Wrestling London on Meetup for more information on that. But it is at the twelfth of August. At 6.30pm at Belushi's London Bridge. Join us. It'll be a cracking time. So, I'm going to start with the first question. Will ratings dip significantly next week after poor Raw reunion? So, the Raw reunion was pretty rubbish by general consensus. So, will the ratings dip? And if so, by how much? Jason, I'm going to start with you. So the raw rating this week is the highest of the since August last year. It's higher than actually the raw after WrestleMania, and we're talking US numbers, right? So it's definitely going to dip from there. Um, I reckon we'll see a, about a fifteen percent drop. I'll go one, with fifteen. As in fifteen, as in one five. Yeah, one five, fifteen percent drop in ratings week on week because they just didn't do much to encourage people to stick around. I think I'm being generous. Fifteen percent drop. I think it's going to be a 40% drop. Oh, wow. Is it a record lows? Whether it's a record low, I I don't know. But at the same time, you've got to understand how we consume wrestling is different now. We can watch it on YouTube, just certain clips and stuff. But I feel like because it was advertised as a special, a lot more people tuned in to watch the whole show rather than just watching certain clips online. So I think those fans that tune out, they'll still watch like certain clips on YouTube, mm. but just not the whole show. Yeah, th- those certain fans being me included. Um, so uh, why do you think the ratings will dip? I'm curious to know, gentlemen. It, I mean, it's gen. I mean, generally we all think it was a poor show, but uh, why do you say it didn't really build to anything, Jason? Oh, I mean, it had something on there, but it was, it was one of those, we need to pop a rating, let's get loads of legends on, that always works. And, I mean, I think about it, they didn't progress a huge amount of like the storylines for SummerSlam, but also they didn't really need to, I guess. But I'm just looking at it and saying, okay, they went to the highest rating of the year, um, which is well above then the rating of the previous week. It's going to have to come down. It'll be at least mm-hmm. 15%. I don't think it'll be as much as Chen, so I think we're going to be falling in the middle here. But what did they do to do to build SummerSlam? We have what, Natty and Becky. Did they do anything? Yep. Brock, Brock again wasn't there. You know, it's just yeah. It's the first time in ages that they've gone over three point one seven eight. Uh, sorry, over three million. Uh, three point one seven eight, and it's uh, that's US you know, numbers, nine right? PM to ten PM slot. Yeah, yeah, this is US numbers. Uh, it was actually lowest at eight PM, uh, th- just over three million. So. Judging by that, we're looking at uh, ten. You're saying it will be less than two million next week on Raw. Yeah. Ooh, I don't think they've fallen below two million before. Basically, to me, it was like you know, around about WrestleMania time. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, WrestleMania, you get all these fans who don't watch wrestling anymore, but they'll tune in just for WrestleMania, yeah. right? And I think that's what the Raw episode was like. It's just people tuning in for nostalgia. That was it. And like Jason mm. said, nothing, no storylines were furthered, or it was just a bunch of wrestlers coming in to talk about how much they appreciate the fans, like Stone Cold. So, you, you are fighting for a point here, guys. You are fighting for a point, point for a pint. So, I'm going to make you fight each other now. So, Jason, why do you think Chen's wrong when he says 40%? Because that's an insanely large drop-off, and it's never happened before in a week-on-week period. Okay, and Chen, why do you think Jason's being generous with fifteen uh, percent? Because that would imply it would be in—I mean, it'd still be below three million, but it'd be like two point eight. 
And at the moment, Raw's averaging around 2.4, I think, off the top of my head. So 2.8, is that slightly too high in your opinion? I think so. But at the same time, I think, especially with Raw, a lot of people were excited when they said that Paul Paul Heyman was going to take charge of creative control. But to me, I haven't seen much of a difference. I can just see if things stay the same, fans might start declining again. And I could definitely see it happening next week from onwards. Well, so one's gone for an extreme drop. One's gone for a drop which wouldn't revert back to average numbers. So you make this very difficult, gentlemen. Are you going to see the slightly stronger argument and winner of the first fall slash point slash one step closer to the pint of dreams? A neck oil. Abushi's has to go to Jason. Yeah, that was just a- just because you know you presented the fact that it's an unrealistic drop off. Um, I think that was a key decision. It's more likely to do two point eight than less than two million at this stage. But granted, not much has changed since the Paul Heyman era. Anyway, let's move on to question number two. Something a bit more fun, or not? I don't know. Is Kofi Kingston's WWE Championship reign boring? And if so. What would you do differently? Chen, I'm going to start with you first. I wouldn't say it's I wouldn't say it's boring, but there's just no exciting rivals for him. You said run Rand- I'm sorry. No, uh, hell no. Randy Orton just needs to stay away from the main title now. He needs to move away. Okay. Okay. So you're saying it's, you're saying a lack of uh, rivals is why it's not as exciting as it could be. Yeah, I be. think it's just because there's nothing. He doesn't have any. He hasn't had much of an interesting opponent. I mean, Dolph Ziggler. Come on, like no one cares about that, right? The Daniel Bryan feud was interesting not only because it was on the road to WrestleMania, but it was just like a B plus player calling another per wrestler B plus player, like, mm. and um, you know. Even when Brock Lesnar won the money in the back and was threatening to cash it in on Kofi, it, that brought a bit of an excitement to it. I would, I wish I could have seen that. But I think all the best wrestlers that are going for the title are going for the universal title. Okay. Okay. Jason, do you uh, think Kofi Kingston's WWE title reign is boring? I mean, I'm definitely not part of, you know, I didn't jump on the bandwagon of Kofi Mania. I mean, I know he's a good worker, but I didn't think he should have been getting a long championship reign, so I'll say that up front. But I mean, in context, look at what happened to Seth. He had three months of fighting Baron Corbin, and then they took the belt off of him. At least Kofi's had a variety of opponents, but he has struggled to have a decent opponent. I would have loved to see him and Samoa Joe have a longer run in terms of what they would. They could have had like more matches. I'd rather see him fighting um, Kofi than Dolph Ziggler, because no one cares about Dolph Ziggler. Um, and I guess the Kevin Owens thing got wrapped up too quickly as well. They just seem to be burning through things too quickly and not establishing proper feuds for Kofi. Mm-hmm. I think it's about to get boring because of Randy Orton, because I don't care about Randy Orton. I, I would have gone with Roman Reigns and Kofi at SummerSlam and put Kofi over. Okay. Okay. I would have gone for the Miz currently. So you would turn either Kofi I'll, or Miz Hill? I would turn Miz Hill. Okay. Why would you turn Miz Hill? Because a baby face, like, he, WWE need that someone who can generate a lot of heat. And Miz was always good at that, in a way. Even though sometimes he does get cheered, like, within the last two or three years. He just always played the heel part really, really, really well. And mm. I think Kofi needs someone like that. I agree. I agree. Um... Whereas Roman, Roman, come on, they're not going to turn Roman heel. I'm not saying they turn Roman Hill. I thought they'd end a face v face matchup, and ultimately they shake hands at the end, and Roman puts Kofi over, and it helps what, Roman. What brand is Roman in? Smackdown. He's on Smackdown, right? yeah. Yeah, but I keep forgetting that he's there. So he's always a Raw superstar. So if you have Roman do that though, and ultimately it probably makes Roman look like a better guy in the eyes of the hardcore fans if he puts Kofi over. So I'm, I'm, I'd use it for that reason as well. Mm. Mm. So why, Jason? I'm going to go to you. Do you think the Miz would be a bad opponent? Um, he's not there at the moment, right? Miz is no way. I think anyone believes him as a top-level main eventer at the minute. After a bit of a, he's now he's a definitely an important player. But after that run with Shane and I don't know who I don't know who he's beaten basically. In let me let year. me interject. The Miz is good at selling a story. Let's take that story that no one cared about. WrestleMania: Miz and mm-hmm. Maurice versus John Cena and Nikki Bella. 
The Miz made that story, hands down. He sold mm. that story. He made it interesting. You just can't turn Miz here at the minute. He's got a reality TV show that requires him to be a face. Yeah, so that's that's the, also the problem as well. The the Miz has been heel before during uh, Miz and Mrs. It it was when he was turning, right? That's the thing. It was mm, David turning and drawing it. I don't think so. Uh, he was a heel in 2017. But I will say so. this. One of the reasons why Miz was a great hero the last few years was because he had his wife by his side as well. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. So I'm going to ask this more out of curiosity than anything else. Why not Randy Orton? Because given their history, surely that would make sense, I mean, right? I, I if they play into that, that would be cool. They did. I guess. I mean, they, I, I know they have, but if they play into that a bit more, that's what they build a lot more around and sort of have this sort of layers to it. But... I just I, I'm on I think I'm on record a lot saying Randy Borton is a three star match specialist and he will put in a solid match but you ultimately won't remember it or care about it afterwards. I think Randy should be like Batista, just move on to other things. Why? Because he's done everything now and like the fans, he's a great wrestler, but I think the fans just are tired of him. They just want. They just want new, fresh blood. Okay. So, anything to wrap up your arguments, guys? Why why Kofi versus Reigns? Why Kofi versus Miz? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Every superhero needs a great villain. For example, Batman, he has the Joker, the Penguin, Bane, Poison (laughs) Ivy, okay, Scarecrow, and then you take someone like Superman, who's so boring, what what great villains does he have? Uh, Lex Luthor. Yeah, he's boring. Superman can finish him off easily. Zod. Yeah, he's boring as well. Oh, he can't sell enough. shit. He can't sell a story. Anyway, where are you going with this? Yeah, that's the thing. It takes two to tango to make a story. Or take Spider-Man for example. Has many great villains. A good superhero needs a great badass villain to sell a story. And Miz is just um, not having that badass villain yet. One sec, so I'm, I'm confused. You're saying that you want to have Kofi Kingston versus Miz, and you want Miz to not be the thing you've just told us Kofi needs? No, the Miz needs to be that badass villain. Oh, okay. To sell the he's story. To sell the story. Right. <laughs> Whereas Randy Orton, he's like Zod or Les Gluther. He's just useless. <laughs> Right. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Kofi versus Reigns. Wrap it up, Jason, so I can make a decision. It could actually be the main event of SummerSlam and Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton will be in the middle of the card. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. I will say, I agree, agree with Jason that Roman Reigns will put more emphasis on the title match because of the star power. And they'll be higher on the card. I make the title more oh, red. Oh, Thanks, Jen. Jen. You shot yourself in the foot. <laughs> Because up until that point, I was going to award you the point purely because I felt, I felt this, I felt the idea of Reigns yeah, making it is, more legitimate. Buy, yeah, that's. But you got to also understand what well, people buy into that. Reigns, Raymond, Roman Reigns is going to be a face. He's not going to be a heel. You got to remember that as well. So I won. <laughs> <sighs> you buried your own. It'll be, it'll be like Pat you buried Mappen. your own. You you just opened your mouth one too one too many times, Chen. I was gonna vote for you, but you just said Kofi versus Reigns is going to be higher up the guard. You literally conceded defeat when you had it in the jaws of victory. Yeah, but the fans pay attention. Jason, Jason wins the point. I'm Jason sorry. Jason has won the point. I, I've listened to the arguments, and you shot your own argument down. I, I'm sorry, but you committed you committed argument suicide. However, you still have a chance to win half a point if you split the points. So, it's all or nothing for you, Chan, in this one. What are the implications if NXT moves away from the WWE Network to FS1? This follows the news that uh, Fox Sports are in talk to acquire the rights of NXT. Jason, you go first this time around. Um, so what does it mean for the network? I mean, the majority of people watch and get the network for the, for the pay-per-views. NXT is the second biggest reason. Um, I think it 
could involve a small loss in subscribers to the network, but not in a way that they just won't compensate from FS1 paying them loads of money and them having a higher viewership and helping to build NXT up. So, and also I think we should point out it would only be in the US, in the UK, we and other countries we would end up with NXT still being available on the network. So it'd only be in the US where they would make more money and have higher ratings and build the NXT brand. So it's hard to argue, really. I think it's actually a good thing. I didn't say whether it's a good or bad thing. I just only Chen, what's your thoughts? So I don't know anyone who who has the network network gets it mainly for NXT as the number number one reason. They normally do get it for the pay per views. And uh, even with all these specials on the network, I don't think anyone gives a crap about them, to be honest. But everyone, my point is, if you, like you said, um, it's only a US thing. It won't have a global impact, I think. I don't think it'll make a big difference. But at the same time, you never. It also. De- I think it might open a new audience yeah. if they have it on, on television, maybe. So maybe one day someone might be flicking through the channels and be like, oh, NXT, what's this? Okay. Okay. Um, Jason, is there anything wrong with Chen's argument? I'm not sure what his argument was. <laughs> Chen, can you clarify what your argument was? You seem to be agreeing with what I said. Yeah, I'm actually agreeing with Jason on this one. So we're going to have to split this point unless there's a sort of valid reason to be different. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I mean... Quite frankly, that was a that was a rubbish round. Jason, you're winning the point. <laughs> two and a half. Two and a half. Uh, we'll do the last question anyway, which is a bit more fun. I was hoping this would be like the tiebreaker. I didn't really think this one through properly, so we'll do it better next time, ladies and gentlemen. Who should Bray Wyatt face after SummerSlam? Assuming he's facing Finn Balor at SummerSlam, of course. Chen, you get to go first. So can you, can make, you get a consolation point? Just to make sure he is a heel, right? Depends, right? At the moment, he's attacking baby faces, but the crowd loves him. What do you want to do, Chan? What What do you want to do? What, I would what? say, I would say, making go straight for the title, making oh. face Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins at the same time. So you're saying Brock Lesnar loses the title at SummerSlam? Well, I pretty much. Okay. So Bray Wyatt will be the number one contender. Brock Lesnar needs to put someone over. So you're saying Seth Rollins wins the title and it'll be Seth versus Bray at uh, the next pay-per-view, which and I think Jew is Clash of Champions. And Jew will be involved as well because Trip- his connection with Shane McMahon. Triple threat. Okay. We'll discuss more about your fantasy book in a second. Jason, what, who do you think Bray Wyatt should face after SummerSlam? So... I want them to more slow build Bray up before giving him a title shot. And I think there's so many layers they have to this character. I was thinking it'd be really interesting to have him actually go after Braun Strowman. That would make a huge statement if you were to say, I'm going to, in this, the fiend is going after the beast, the monster, whatever he's called. The monster among men, isn't it? If the fiend goes after him, goes after a huge man like Braun, no one goes after Braun like that. And if he was to actually play some mind games that they played up on their history and ultimately they use it as a way to get Bray and his new character over. I think that'd be pretty awesome. Okay. So Chad, I'm going to go back to you. How would you build uh, Bray Wyatt to face Seth and Drew at SummerSlam? No, sorry. After SummerSlam. <clears throat> so Rollins will win. Rollins will get the title back from Brock, right? Bray would obviously beat Finn. Now, originally, I was going to have Bray go for another wrestler, Alistair Black. But then I was like, I don't want him to... It's too early for Alistair Black to lose a big feud and everything. Just let Bray go straight to the top because he's, he's been pushing start and stop, basically, his whole career because due to injuries. I was like, they need to cash in on this gimmick straight away. So Bray will start attacking Seth the... the the night after he wins the title. And at the same time, at the same time, it will be Drew McIntyre begging Shane McMahon, look, give me a title shot. And Shane will give it. It was kind of like how it was, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but 
It was Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, and someone else at Royal Rumble. Uh, John Fred. Cena. John Cena, yes. It will be kind of like that. Drew just talks his way in. Oh. And then you have three... And because, you know, to me, them three are the most popular wrestlers right now. You're saying Drew McIntyre is more popular than Kofi Kingston, Becky Lynch, AJ Styles, even someone yeah. like Ricochet. Yeah. Okay. In my opinion. In your opinion. Fair enough. Uh, Jason, how do you build to Braun versus Bray? Well, I think um, I think that lands some of it already into the playing on the history, but it'd be similar to these attacks he's done on Mick Foley and Finn. You would have him just targeting Braun Strowman and a lot of mind games, a lot of sneak attacks. Eventually, Braun's going to have to like show a chance to actually get some fire on him. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't just use this as a build to make him bray into a huge, creditable monster after the years of messing him around. I'm, I'm almost sacrificing Braun on the way, but I think Braun can come back from it because he always does. Hmm. Oh, so, Jason. So, oh, Jason. Okay, let, before we rip each other's apart, um, Chen, who would go over in your match? Bray. Okay, and Jason, who oh, yeah. will go? Who Bray, will go? Bray's winning my feud and then carrying his build up the card before he gets his title match. Okay, now, uh, now I'm just going to say in the words of uh, no, I'm not going to say anything. Just fight, just fight. All right. So, is Bray is Bray uh, Hill in your thing? Yes. All right. You stupid idiot. If you want him to be a bad guy, you should have made him go and attack Nicholas. <laughs> or like keep him hostage. That would make broader face. Bray Hill. You should... That would be an interesting thing to include if we had Nicholas. He was backstage at the, you know, the exactly. reunion. I like that idea. I should have him be. I don't think, I don't think WWE would allow them to, because if it had been a PG company, would allow Bray to beat the crap yeah, out of a 13 year old kid. Yeah, there's still, it's still a PG show where they've got a grown man beating up a child. I don't think they're going to go down that path. But maybe some creepiness. So fair enough. Your, your idea, who was it, Remember, You've got. Drew and Seth. Drew and Seth. I just don't Seth see how, how does, I don't see how Bray stands out in that feud. It's just it's just too many there's too many people, and I just don't see how he gets over. He 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 beats two of the biggest people in the company. What is Braun right now? Is he lower card? Is he mid card? Do people still care about Braun? He's a special attraction monster. I mean, I th- I think people have lost interest in Braun. To be honest. I think they have lost a little interest, but that's why I'm going to sacrifice him now, and then they can rebuild him at a later date, rather than sacrifice Seth or Drew. But this is about re- rebranding uh, Braun Strowman. It's about Bray. We don't yeah. care about the other wrestlers. Smart booking in my part. I'm looking at both of their strengths and weaknesses. I see the bigger picture, Chen. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm booking months ahead. You're just looking at next week. You're Vince Russo. I'm Paul Heyman. There's definitely a different logic. All right, if you say so, if you say so. But I invest in the right characters. You're investing in characters no one cares about. Broad, wrap this one up. <laughs> I gotta say, I, this is difficult, but that's because I don't think either one of you gave a convincing argument as to why your match is better or why the other one's worse. Um. I don't like both any both your ideas. If I'm being brutally honest, I think they both kind of stink. Um, I like the history of Braun Strowman. I think there's something good there. I really like Chen's addition of the Nicholas thing. It could be bad, but it could also be really good given like the Firefly Funhouse stuff. And I think you really missed an opportunity there, Jason, to really develop that. And to be I fair, think... that's still my storyline. So Chen's is helping highlight why my one could work even better. No, but I have to re- rebook your story. It's like, if you're the writer and you write out this piece of shit, and you bring it to me, Vince McMahon, I have to rewrite your story. Collaboration. I, I mean, I mean, yeah, in one side... He did enhance his story, but at the same time, Chen enhanced his story, not you. So, kind of balances out. I think Chen makes a valid point. Uh, less people care about Braun than they do now, uh, than they used to. And I think that's the only difference here. Um, Chen, 
Drew McIntyre's not that popular. I don't no, Chen's not a mer- uh sorry, Drew McIntyre's not a merch seller. So there's that. Given well, the arguments he's, again, he's pretty give, much the top pillar of the company. Right. No, that that's Brock Lesnar. That's Brock Lesnar shame it, man. Uh, I'm gonna give the point to Chen. The consolation point is fine by me. No, I'm sure the viewers will still care about my superhero analysis about Kofi Kingston. You okay. shot yourself in the foot. You would be the winner right now, Chen, okay? okay. You would have been the winner right now. Well, I was just making a valid point. In... It'll be up the card, but will people still pay attention to the story? Oh, dear. It doesn't uh, how matter. do you know fans won't be in the words of the rock. In the words of the rock, finish. it doesn't Let matter. It doesn't matter. No, 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 no. Kofi, people would be chanting, this is boring. Beach ball comes out. <laughs> this is boring. Okay. Should've... Uh, you should have brought that up three questions ago. Unfortunately, uh, Jason has won two and a half points to one and a half point. Jason, you win the point at the SummerSlam meetup. Uh, that wasn't too bad for a start. I think we could do it better next time. I think I'll probably come up with some better questions. For this. Just, to, uh, just to close this segment, can I say, so I, I look forward to having this pint. I assume it would be a pint of neck oil because that's a good pint at Belushi's. And as you said, people should come along. SummerSlam replay Monday, August 12th. There'll be a good group of, group of people there. And we should be watching the whole show with no spoilers. So that's WatchWrestling.London. Absolutely. So, yeah, WatchWrestling.London. Go to that. And, um, yeah, so... That was good fun listening to you two make some of the worst arguments I've ever heard in my life. And uh, after the break, we'll be doing another game where nothing is on the line. And that kind of still makes it more important than half the WWE championships. And it's called Push, Repackage or Fire. So join us after the break. This podcast is affiliated with the WWL Meetup Group. WWL or Watch Wrestling London get together with many fans to watch pay-per-view replays on Monday nights and attend live events across London, be it WWE, Progress, Rev Pro, Eve and many more. It's a great way to watch wrestling with friendly people and all are welcome to join. You can find out more at WatchWrestling.London or just Google Watch Wrestling London and you'll find the Meetup page. So, gentlemen, aka scumbags, I had to do a lot of mundane life admin this past week, and during one of these mundane times of my life, I had the genius idea of creating a wrestling version of Snog Marry Avoid that was a bit more PC and a bit more focused on wrestling. Take that, the former What Cultural Wrestling podcast. Anyway, hence why we've come up with a name, push, repackage, or fire, and hence it was born. The concept is simple. We'll each take turns naming three wrestlers and then discuss between us which one we push which one we'd repackage and which one we would fire and it could be as ridiculous as they like as long as they are still active in the world of professional wrestling so who wants to go first with their suggestion of three wrestlers i'll go first mm-hmm. i've got a few here i'm gonna go with okay so it's the push repackage fire for the New Day. Ooh. All three members of the New Day, Kofi Kingston, Big E, and Xavier Woods. Yeah. Ooh. So, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Um, I would push Big E, repackage Xavier, fire Kofi. Yeah. And Chen? I would... <clears throat> I'll push Xavier. Oh, interesting. Uh, repackage Biggie and fire Kofi. At least Kofi's done everything now, so I don't feel bad for saying yeah. that. It's funny. I, I yeah. agree. I, I agreed with Broad. I was going to push the hell out of Biggie, find a way to repackage Xavier, and then we're all agreeing. Oh yeah, we, he may be the world champion in a minute, but we're all going to let Kofi get released and go off to the Yeah, I, I like I like Kofi Kingston. Don't get me wrong. It's just uh, I prefer the other two. So that's basically it. Like I've always felt the other two were more charismatic than Kofi. Hence why I've always wanted to see Big E as WWE champion, not Kofi. Um, but yeah, I love Big E. 
Uh, I think he he can be funny. He can be serious. He kind of reminds me of like Eddie Guerrero in that sense, in a weird way, in terms of his promo ability of how he can, you know, entice the audience. I think Xavier Woods is great. Uh, he's just caught in the middle here. So I'd repackage him to like focus more on his game and stuff. And, you know, he could be a fun little mid carder doing that. So, yeah. Yeah. Chen, how would you repackage um, Big E? Did you have an idea of how you'd repackage him? <clears throat> I would. So. The way I would repackage him, he would have to be a heel. Because the way Big E is now, he's the fun-loving, not-so-serious-making-jokes type of guy. But now we need him to be, like, the, in a way, like, Evolution Batista. Very, very serious. Not being the henchman, but, you know, pushing himself forward into the main title. Mm. Fair enough. I think, yeah, Xavier, yeah. I was trying to... And I'll say he'll turn, turn will start by... We don't need you to book the whole storyline, Jen. We're not going to be here all day. I know what you're like. I just wanted to give you a repackage. Um, if I was going to, like... I was going to something. if I was repackaging Xavier, I was going to get, yeah, how do you play into, like, his gaming stuff? You almost make him a Final Fantasy character and have him become completely delusional. That would be though, quite right? fun. Not to the extremes I'm thinking of. There's a whole sub Because doesn't Kenny Omega have that gimmick? And- no. In no, a no. way, just gaming stuff. No, and what's his name? What's his name? That cruiserweight, TJ. Yeah. No, no. He was just. He was like a video game character. He's not in that. But in terms of the way he wrestled, because he was just all you know clips. Xavier, if you imagine him being a proper cosplaying mage from Final Fantasy, that kind of thing. Yeah, fair enough. Cool. Cool. Uh, Chen, do you want to go with your suggestion? All right. So I got Sami Zayn. Tyler Breeze and Fandango. Ah, uh, ah, uh, no, I like no. all three. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm going to push Sami Zayn just because he's mm-hmm. the best talker and most interesting of the bunch. I'm not sure if I'd push him to like you know world champion, but I think they can do more with him in terms of credi- credibility. Um, I guess, can I repackage Tyler Breeze to be what he used to be when he used to come out with, like, the original NXT character? Can I do it that way? And then I just release Fandango. Mm, no, because he's kind of that character now in NXT. I don't know. Like, has he gone back to being that? Yeah, he is fashion model. Can I Can I make him go? Because I thought him and Fandango were getting back together. Okay, can I take it uh, to, like, Yeah, spoilers for NXT, but yeah. by the way, but yeah. Can I, can I have him uh, take yeah, it to yeah. the extreme where he becomes, like, really over the top as a fashion model? I'm trying to remember, like how else I do it. Extreme fashion model. Mm. Well, you mean like okay. Rico when he was managing Billy and Chuck? Maybe yeah, more like yeah, more like over the top character like that. Yeah. Okay, so I agree. I'd push Sami Zayn. Um, yeah, he deserves a push. I think he's excellent at whatever he does. I'd also repackage Tyler Breeze. But I would do it in a way that would um, basically make him more serious now. Like, take away the fashion model gimmick. Just go, I'm fed up of being a fashion model or something like that. Just make him an average mid-carder. Because I don't think he's anything special. But he's got more to him than Fandango. Just. I don't know. It's a difficult one. But yeah, so that's what I would do. Sorry, Fandango. I do love you, and I do love you on Southpaw Regional Wrestling. So that is what Chen so, and Rod, so. Obviously, Chen, you, me, your answers. Yeah. yeah, so I'll push Sammy. He's he's shown that he can be a great heel, so I think he will be a, he'll be great holding the title, and he can the way he's really good at talking. He's his promo should not be be like Kevin Owens, not really scripted. Just more bullet points. Um, I would repackage Tyler Breeze, but I would make him like a grump. You know, like those grumpy old wrestlers who retire, be like, "Oh, back in my day, this is how we did wrestling," like a Vader or something. Like, "Oh, enough of this flippy shit, gymnastics crap." I'll make Tyler Breeze really, really serious and just be like, "This is how you wrestle. This is the art of wrestling." And Fandango, fire. Poor Fandango. Fair enough. So we all agree on that. Okay, I've got mine. I've got mine. Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, 
and this is going to be controversial. Matt Jackson, push, package, or re- or fire? Um, remind me, which one's Matt? Is he the one with the sideburns? I don't know. <laughs> but essentially, I, I, essentially, I'm dividing the young bucks potentially here. So pick carefully. <laughs> I need to look up Matt. I don't know if I've got the right Matt Jackson because you've confused me now. So does it, ma- does it really matter? It does to me. I think of them very differently because one of them's older. It's very important. Oh, I thought they were twins. No. Oh, fuck. This is our wrestling people. This is they're our wrestling. extremely similar. <laughs> <laughs> and, and don't say, well, duh, they're brothers. Oh, fuck. I didn't know that. Well, there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a dumbass. So um, which one of you uh, numbskulls want to go first? Um, God, I'm just trying to think about this. Um, God, um, I'm gonna push Kenny Omega because obviously he's an amazing wrestler. Um, I guess I'm gonna have to fire Cody just because, as much as I like his match with Dustin, I'm not that fussed about him as an actual wrestler. And if I fire him, he can just go and work backstage and be a producer. So then I guess I'm I'm repackaging one of the young bucks. Um, can I make him like the best cruiserweight in the world and make him do Rey Mysterio type gear from WCW where he's got like an all all over body piece and he's just like an amazing flippy guy and it's like seen as the best cruiserweight in the world I'll do that yeah Yeah, you can do that Chen what about you well I'll move Jason so push Cody uh, but push Kenny fire Cody he's pretty much the owner of the company running the company you could say of AEW as for how I'll uh, repackage Matt Jackson, I'll take it the Edge and Christian route. He'll be Edge. He'll go on to win many titles, main event shows. Because I think he's that good. And it, if he's, he's just that charismatic. Just come on, your repackage is just to have him win all the belts. He's that yeah, charismatic as Edge. well. If you want. Oh, it, why not? Cool, I just make sure I understand. Yeah, I, I love you guys. When packing split up. It's always one successful and not not that very successful. Matt and Jeff, Edge and Christian. Then you got some something really bad like that's far off from each other, which is uh Marty Janetti and HBK. Yeah. Well, I no, I don't think anyone's too heartbroken about Marty Janetti. Anyway, so um, in reference to the ownership, uh, I think Cody is on the same level as Nick, Matt, and Nick Jackson, and Kenny Omega. I think they're all EVPs. Uh, anyway, so just to clarify, um, I would push Cody just because I think he is the best storyteller. I would repackage Kenny Omega purely because I think his current stuff in AEW doesn't really like screen main eventer to me. Like, yeah, then I, I'm, I'm hoping they're just, kind of, was... just faffing around until they get to main TV because I agree with you at the moment. But I'm thinking of like go back to being New Japan. Now you're just New Japan Kenny, and he's just goofing like, off. Like I don't love his entrance at the moment. It just nothing feels serious with him, and I think he should move away from the joke because he is like his goofy stuff is just as bad as WWE's goofy stuff. I'll be honest with you, in my opinion. Uh, however. I think, you know, obviously he's shown New Japan, he's a great storyteller. I'd repackage him into his, like, New Japan sort of style of wrestling. Uh, I'd use that in AEW. So I'd do that, you know, get rid of the cleaner gimmick, put a new gimmick on him, not sure what, but I'd repackage him. And I'd fire Matt Jackson because I'm an arsehole. Or Nick Jackson, I can't remember which one it is. I'd fire both of them. Um, no, no, I'm, I'm an arsehole. Man. Young, one of them got fired he wasn't even in the game and he got fired that's just harsh yeah sorry I guess I'm not they come as a pair you fire you're, you're, one you fire both and I bet you're going to fire them by FedEx as well aren't you you're not even going to do it in person and one of them's like wait I didn't even know I was on the show Co- uh, get it correct Jason I will hire John Lyonidas to fire <laughs> fair enough uh no i mean i don't i don't actually hate the young bucks by the way um i mean i did give them a great review of fight for the fallen side but yeah i just thought i'd test you guys uh jason one last round you go first again sure um i've got two options here i'm gonna go for the more the one i think i struggle with the most myself to make you guys think about it so the remaining horsewomen 
So Charlotte, Becky, and Bailey. Fuck you. That was what I was going to do. Oh. <laughs> oh <laughs> and that's... it's a bloody tough one. Yeah, it is. Because one of them's already like at the highest level that she can be at the moment. One of them's won multiple world titles, and the other's Bailey. No, uh... oh, poor Bailey, but she's. I love Bailey. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I've met her, and she didn't yeah. hug me. Uh, not that I've mentioned it before. Um, multiple times. Oh, Chen, do you want to go first? Because I'm struggling. I'd say. Man. I'd say we need to repackage Bailey. But then it's also like push her at the same time. So I'm just gonna say Bailey get pushed. Okay. You're pushing Bailey. So now you've got a who are you gonna repackage and who are you gonna release? I'll make Becky the heel. Okay, you're repackaging Becky as a heel, so you're because, releasing Charlotte. Because Becky Mania, everyone's eventually everyone will get fed up with or get tired of Becky Mania and the man gimmick. And Charlotte, she's done everything in the company. Let her go win title somewhere else. Ooh. Fair enough. So we have a heel, Becky. Bailey's getting the push and Charlotte is gone. Broader, you know what? I agree with Chen completely. Just add the superhero thing. Okay, thank you, thank you. Get over it. Uh, no, I agree. I think um, push Bailey. I think, you know, she sells merch. Repackage Becky Lynch as a heel to, you know, get her heat back again, get her back again, and she'll be top of the world in no time at all again. And I think yeah, the reason why I fire Charlotte is not because she isn't special, she is. Uh, it's to do with the fact that, you know, if you think of business, Sean gets less money in terms of merch. Charlotte Flair. Which one do you get rid of? Charlotte Flair. And really, that's the only difference between Charlotte and the other two. I think the other two is best for business. Yeah, it's a bloody tough one, this. So I, I, thought, I, I thought I'd still push Becky, but I'd just cut all this crap they've been doing with Seth and some of the other things and just make her the Stone Cold Steve Austin equivalent and just focus back on that badassness. So she'd be still getting the push. I think they still are, to be fair. Yeah. And I think I'd repackage Bailey. And for me, it's almost like. Again, I want to I want to go back to the original NXT version of Bailey in some ways. Maybe not as much as that, but I think they've missed out on the, how popular she could be as a merchandise seller amongst young girls and female fans. I'd want to sort of tap into that. She, she still is apparently. Yeah, I, I think they could do more of it. I mean, it's, I, mean mm-hmm. it's, I think she, I think they're starting to get behind her again. But it's 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 understanding how you bring that the hugger element in, but still making her like be a good wrestler and like you know. Be, and, but I still think there should be more of her being the underdog character, and they've not done enough of that. Um, yeah. So I'd have, a, a bit, I'd have her back being the underdog. And yeah, I have to really Charlotte, as much as she is amazing in the ring, mm. it's like I'm sick of seeing Charlotte win the belt and have a million title reigns. And partly because I just don't want her to win as many titles as Ric Flair has and suddenly be the most crowned champion of all time because every one of her title reigns has been so short. So just for my own reasons, she has to go. Fair enough. Chen, your last three. Oh, well, Okada, mm-hmm. Nakamura, mm-hmm. and Ibushi. So, two New Japan guys and a WWE guy. Are you sure that's right? Do we have to do them in the same company? You said there was wacky kind of, Yeah, true. I did say that. Okay, fair enough. All right. Okada, Nakamura, Ibushi. In a fantasy organization, or Nakamura goes back to New Japan, how would I fantasy book it? Um, All right, shall I change it to make it easier? No, 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 no. no, no. no. I mean, no what, was, what, what, was, what was the last one that literally slipped out of my mind? Ibushi, did you say? Yeah. But uh, I can uh, make yeah, it more it, relevant if you want. No, 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 it's fine. Option. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Because um, I got it. I'd fight Nakamura because he's, he, he's past it. I would I'd repackage Ricardo not because I feel like he needs repackaging to be honest but I think you can do more with him after the Rainmaker gimmick uh, which he's had for quite some time now uh, it's popular though but I'd probably change it like turn him heel see what he's like as a heel 
like something hardcore heel. Kota Bushi I'd push just because I think it kind of makes sense, like how they've elevated him slowly over time. And I would kind of like to see him like take over Kenny Omega's mantle, like the other half of Golden Lovers wins the IWGP World Heavyweight title. I pretty much agree. I, you know, I'm on record. I'm not the biggest fan of Nakamura. I don't think he cares or tries anymore. I like. I was going to say something. I like the Avocado as a heel. I'd have him just doing that proper over babyface at the right time. I'm trying to think how they do it. It's similar to when Hulk Hogan turned in WCW. You think of how big Okada is in New Japan. If you time it right and he turns and maybe joins Bullet Club, something insane like that happens, becomes a new Bullet Club leader. That would be pretty amazing. Yeah, and I agree with you, Abushi, like they're going to get behind him. He's a young star. He's amazing in the ring. You push him and make him your central baby face to go up against Okada. Mm. Mm, God damn, pal. I like that. Chen, what about you? Yep. Repackage Okada. Push Ibushi. Fire Nakamura. How are you repackaging Okada? Well, you know how he's the good guy? And then he went through that phase where he was on a losing streak. Do you remember? Like yep. last year? Yeah. Around G1 time, yeah. Let him go on a losing streak again. Have a mental breakdown. And let him get repackaged like a sting type with face okay. paint and everything. Cool. That'd be interesting. Yeah, more dark Okada. Fair enough. See that? All right. So, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I think I've got it. I am going to say um, Baron Corbin. Um, Jinder Mahal and Mike Kanellis. Oh, poor Mike. <laughs> Mike Kanellis. Push repackage or fire. Mike Kanellis is fired because I've just never seen the point of him at all. Even no, at any point have I been a fan of his, but going back but, to Impact. But he is the greatest, greatest. He had, he had a. Lover. That, I never watched TNT. Um, Impact, sorry. Uh, but wasn't he really good at Impact? I just never got into him even then when I saw him. So he's, I remember he's when fine. he came to WWE. I kind Don't of try and convince me, Chen. He's gone. I like what he was doing with the Power of Love thing. Yeah, okay. So who do you, who do you repackage and who do you push out of Baron Jinder? So I would repackage Baron Corbin because fuck knows he needs it, right? <laughs> In terms of just to get him out of that suit. Um... I'm not sure 100% where I go with it. Can I make him like a neo-Nazi? That might be taking it a bit extreme, right? I'm probably not going to get that on WWE TV, so I probably need to tone that down. Maybe I make him a biker. I'm going to make him a biker gang member. That's, I can probably get away with that. Uh, and then, fair enough. And I'm giving Jinder the push just because as much as I'm not as big a fan of his, I'd like, I'm not making him world champ, but he's a credible big guy if they want to make him and work on it slowly and to make him up to that top level. Yeah, fair enough. What about you, Jen? Baron Corbin, Jinder Mahal, or Mike Canales? Yeah, I would push Jinder because they need more heels, and Jinder was, for what it was, he was okay as a heel. It's just they put the title that made it look stupid on him. But uh, he was a good heel. I did like him on TV. And didn't you, Broad? Wasn't your favorite part of his speech was when, now let me talk to my people. <laughs> oh yeah, I did like that. I don't know why. It's just, he was a good it was heel. Just such a cliched '80s heel thing that I like. Yeah. Now I'm gonna speak to my people in my language. I mean, he was Punjab. a good heel, right? They just pushed him too much too soon to suddenly put the belt on him, but everyone like just you no know, turned on so, it. But they could they could have got this far. Oh yeah. And I, I will say, say this about I would, before I carry up before before we go to you, Brad. I'll say yeah, just fire Mike. Oh, poor Mike. So uh, how would you how would you repackage Baron? Uh, I think Baron needs to be in a stable. That's all I can think of right like, now. He needs uh, to be in a stable, like, but like a bad, like a you know, bunch of bad guys kind of thing. And like also, you know, that Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre they put the shield. <laughs> Yeah, but actually, but they were just there for a tag match, like an actual stable, like mm. how they put Cesaro and Sheamus together. 
that yeah. work. He needs to be in something like that. Fair enough. So, uh, I was going to compliment Jinder Mahal and say his entrance when he was like WWE champion was sick. Like, you know, when it faded to black and then the like Indian design rolled out. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and also I did like the phrase Monday Maharaja for bad nicknames. I love that one. But um, mm, I would push Oh, oh God, this is so painful. I would push Jinder Mahal too, you know. You see what Baron Corbin is with a push. He was even worse than Jinder Mahal. So um, more more viewers turned out, tuned out because of Baron Corbin, because of Jinder Mahal. So because of that, I'd push Jinder Mahal. I would repackage Mike Kanellis. Just because I've seen what he could do on 205 Live, and I don't think he's been given a fair a fair go, really, and I think he's been cursed with a mm, gimmick from day one. But I think Mike and Maria do have potential in like being a solid mid-card act. And Baron, I don't want to fire him, but sorry, Baza Corbs, you're fired. Cool. Okay, that's... That's an interesting so, challenge. I'd like to know if yeah. anyone was listening along, was playing along with that, and who, what they were picking. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised none of you have ripped me apart for picking Mike Canales over Baron Corbin, to be honest. I was quite disappointed by you guys. Yeah, it's an odd choice, but I figure I'd let it go, because it means I Maria mean, is still if around. At, if you look at it, it's like the Charlotte and Becky and Bailey thing. They've, one of them, Charlotte's had the push. She has everything. Baron and Jinder have already had the the push. Yeah. Maybe he might make something up. So, so, like so you're saying Mike Canales, WWE champion this time next year? No, I'm not saying that, but I know I heard he... Jeremy Bosch Damas. He <laughs> was I, I heard in Impact. And I'm surprised yeah. he came, when he joined WWE, he came straight to main roster, not NXT. Yeah, I was surprised by that as well. I think he would have benefited being on NXT. But anyway, that's... Uh, Unfortunately, not here nor there. Anyway, up next is the Ring of Dishonor, so join us after the break. Hey you, if you like the podcast, then remember to like the Holy Shoe Wrestling Podcast on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Holy Shoe Pod. Do it! Do it now! The Ring of Dishonor So, our Room 101 segment of our show is back, in case you didn't know. Uh, Ring of Dishonor is where we, one of us selects something we don't like in the world of professional wrestling, and then the other two decide to put it in the Ring of Dishonor or say, no, it's not actually going in the Ring of Dishonor. Chen, I believe you have something that you would like to enter into the Ring of Dishonor this week. So, I feel like one of the reasons... What I'm going to say is one of the reasons of declining ratings for WWE, yeah. and that is the 24-7 title. Ooh, spicy. Why? Why is Cause, it declining ratings? Because when I see it, it's just pure comedy garbage that we don't need. It's just filler time. I don't need to see every 20 minutes, oh, who's got the title? Who's got the title now? You did that with the hardcore title, and it was very, very interesting, but you can't never replicate that magic. Why they thought that Mick Foley should introduce that title in the first place, I was just like, yeah, I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to replicate that hardcore magic that you have where anyone can get booked any time, but it's not working. Fans have moved on. Put actual wrestling matches instead of like, oh, let's have a 15-minute segment of our troop talking to someone and someone sneaks behind him and then 15 other wrestlers run after him. Like, I don't need to see this bullshit. All Truth's 24-7 title run has probably been the most popular thing on WWE's YouTube channel. Even so. I mean, it's the one... It's how many dislikes does it have? What? How many dislikes? Are there more dislikes than likes? No. It's been it's it's really over. It's really over. It's really well liked. I think it's a waste of time. I think they need to scrap it. 
it's really well liked. It's really over. I personally find it funny, uh, especially the R-Truth Drake Maverick rivalry, which has probably been the most consistent rivalry in WWE the past few months. Um, and I think it actually allows wrestlers uh, more control over their creativity. I think Drake Maverick, everything he has done uh, has been brilliant. I think R-Truth and Carmella are really have great chemistry together. Uh, I think this. I think those two have been fantastic. I think the stuff they did with the Raw Legends was fun for the Raw reunion. It's probably the only. Do you know what that reminded me of? Legends. Yeah, go for it. Of that Raw Legends thing with the cruiserweight title. It reminded me of that Raw anniversary where people were betting on the cruiserweight title in a poker game when Enzo was champion. The or the day he got fired, whatever. There was just a replica story, and they tried to. Say do the same thing with the twenty four seven title. It's just bullshit, garbage. We don't need it. Jason, you haven't spoke yet. Yeah, I was just listening. I wanted to hear both arguments. So originally, if you'd asked me about a week or so after they brought this title out, I would have fully agreed definitely to put it in the Ring of Dishonor. And I definitely do not like the um, Scooby Doo style. Everyone chase after someone around the rooms backstage, or I guess almost Benny Hill style, where all the lower card guys are just following or chasing after someone to try and win the belt. So I'm really not a fan of that. But what I'm surprised is how much I've enjoyed it. Like again, I think Brad, you were saying the Drake Maverick stuff with our truth has been actually funny. Drake Maverick's been really good. I think. It's definitely not all gold, but the stuff and the stuff they've done there is good. And it was a good way to get the legends involved on Raw this week in terms of doing something a little bit different. And to be honest, I don't see a lot of it because it's also something they're doing on social media for more, I guess, engaged hardcore fans that can see across social media channels. So I can see why they're doing it, like say on YouTube, but they've done, you know, they're doing it anywhere, right? We're just waiting for the time when this is something someone wins on an Instagram post. You know, it's a time out of time until we get to that. No, it's genius genius because it's just like, well, it's 24-7. We have social media, so therefore it's actually a better version of the hardcore title, dare I say, in the sense that you actually get to see it defended 24-7. Yeah, I mean, the they're stuff actually doing... making full use of the rules. They've actually been, they've actually kept it up for the two months that run, run it so far. Yeah. They've actually created a storyline out of it. They, um, they did good stuff like the flight where they're going to Saudi Arabia, where like Jinder <laughs> rolled Artif up on the plane, or getting on the plane, and they did the comedy stuff on the plane. For all of that, they actually did it at the fucking wedding. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that stuff. I'm definitely not completely like all on it because I don't like everyone run around and run to the ring and leave. There's definitely things wrong with it. Yeah, but there is some there is some cool stuff being done. I just think they need to be careful with some of the too cute stuff where it makes all the lower carders look like idiots. I say yeah. by by September by end of the year, you two will be fed up with it. Yeah, we might we mind. might well be. I mean, at the moment they they've done it well. Yeah, the you, I'm just thinking six months you ahead. Can't, you can't you can't predict six months ahead. Like this time last year, if you said <laughs> Becky Lynch will main event WrestleMania, I'll go ha ha fuck off. Um, so I you know you don't you don't know. I'm just doing what you I'm just know. thinking. So you can't you can't, you can't just you can't just throw that out there. So you know what? I'm going to say no. I think your suggestion is bad, Jason. Yeah, come back to me in about six months, Chen, and I might agree with you. But at the moment, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I I think it's fair. Like six months down the line come back to it if you want to re-enter it go ahead but yeah the 24-7 title does not go the Reeve Disorder and I'm really happy about that I am really happy I'm, about I'm that I'm surprised at myself yeah you're changing Jason you're changing with the company around you like me and Chen and other fine gentlemen like Sam but not producer Chris because he he doesn't care about us anymore Aww. anyway anyway uh, that wraps up the show. Thank you for joining me, gentlemen, for this uh, different edition of Holy Shoot. And until next time, listener, remember to subscribe if you like the podcast. Give us a five-star review where possible. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Holy Shoot Pod, as well as on Instagram at Holy Shoot Wrestling. And also, feel free to go back to our other episodes. Last week, we reviewed Fight for the Fallen, Extreme Rules, Evolve, and G1. So, amazing episode. I checked it out uh, only yesterday, actually, all the way through. And it was great fun. So anyway, not to blow our own trumpet, but check that out. So also, that is the bottom line. Also, you ruined my fucking outro. Also, also, remember people, a great superhero needs a great villain.
Why why do we have him? Anyway, that's the bottom line because uh, apparently Chen's reason said so. If you're feeling lonely today, come along and throw your cares away. We're really glad that you're our friend, and this is a friendship that'll never ever end. Oh